Lack of sleep costs the American economy $63 billion a year in lost productivity alone. Being sleep deprived can be as dangerous as drunk driving. According to one study, four hours of sleep is equal to the impairment of a six pack of beer. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you've tuned in today. Sleep and water have one major thing in common. No one seems to get enough of either. Sleep is as critical to your life as food and water, and it's really time to put some respect on sleep. Today, I'm going to be sharing some tips on how to sleep better at night. But before I get to those tips, I want to talk about the importance of sleep and why it's time to put some respect on sleep. Sleep is an important habit for health as well as weight management. According to a study from Harvard Medical School, lack of sleep costs the American economy $63 billion a year in lost productivity alone. Being sleep deprived can be as dangerous as drunk driving. According to one study, four hours of sleep is equal to the impairment of a six pack of beer. Sleep is a hot button topic. And I just really hate when people brag about how little sleep they get. So I hope nobody listening to this is one of those braggers. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I only got five hours of sleep last night. And then when you're talking to somebody and the other person's like, oh, yeah, well, I only got three. You know what? When you're not getting enough sleep, your body is suffering big time, boo. If you're trying to lose weight, listen up, because when you're sleeping, your body is at work releasing powerful fat burning hormones that speed up weight loss and help you to lose weight. Every precious minute of shut eye will help you to reach your goal that much faster. Let's face it, your productivity tanks when you get no sleep. This is why it's so important to get an adequate amount of sleep. When you're sleeping, your body is repairing the day's damage and restoring your mind for the following day. Ariana Huffington. Um, if you don't know her, she is a media mogul and owner of the Huffington Post. And she knows the pitfalls of lack of sleep all too well. One day, back in 2007, Ariana was at home on the phone and checking emails when she passed out, fell, and woke up in a pool of her blood with a broken cheekbone. Yikes. She later said that her collapse from exhaustion was a wake-up call. So you might be thinking, how much sleep should I be getting? Great question. People are all over the map with this answer. I personally feel that everyone should get at least seven hours of uninterrupted sleep. 
that falls right in the middle of what most experts suggest. And it's a sufficient amount of time to give your immune system a boost and to restore your body. Now, when you're asleep, your body is cycling through different phases of sleep. So the longer you sleep, the more your body gets through each one of those phases. So there are four phases, and I'm going to spare you all the techno babble, but essentially it's just going from light to deeper to deepest. Okay, so light to deeper to deepest. So stages one to three of sleep are known as non-REM sleep. And REM stands for rapid eye movement. And that's also known as the dreaming phase. We tend to dream during this phase because during REM sleep, the brain becomes very active with brainwave frequencies that closely resemble the activity of a waking brain. Although you have a lot of brain activity at this stage, your brain is still resting and restoring. The brain is such a miraculous organ. I am obsessed with the brain. (laughs) So Figure out what amount of sleep works best for you to be alert the next day. I'm not such a big fan of the hard eight hours of sleep rule. Some people need seven hours of sleep. Um, Some people need seven and a half. I'm in the seven and a half camp. Some people need nine hours of sleep. Vary your amounts of sleep and find out what works for you. Okay, so maybe you sleep, uh, get seven hours of sleep one night. The next night you get eight hours of sleep. Just try doing that to just kind of see how you feel. Okay, start by adding an extra 15 minutes of sleep each night. So bottom line, the longer you sleep, the longer your body is going to get into that restorative phase and the more benefits you're going to reap. So let's talk about sleep and food choices. This is a big one. Straight up, the more you sleep, the better you eat. I will say that again for the people in the back. The more you sleep, the better you eat. Skimping on sleep reinforces bad eating habits and impacts your decision to make healthy food choices. When you get more sleep, it will increase leptin, which will prevent mindless eating and overeating. So I believe that it's no coincidence that as obesity rates have skyrocketed, the rate of sleep deprivation has also risen dramatically. In a study done by the journal Sleep, they looked at two groups of participants. The first group had four nights of normal sleep, so around eight and a half hours. The second group had restricted sleep around four and a half hours. That second sleep-deprived group was unable to resist snacks such as cookies, candy, and chips, even though just two hours before they had consumed a meal that supplied 90% of their daily caloric needs. Additionally, they ate nearly twice as much fat as the group that had slept for eight hours, twice as much. The effects of sleep loss and appetite were mostly powerful in the late afternoon and early evening, times when snacking has been linked to weight gain. Okay, and I actually, um, last week, I talked about how to end nighttime snacking. So if that's something that you're currently struggling with, I highly suggest you go back and listen to that episode. Um, I'll also link that up for you in the show notes in case you happen to miss that one. And a lot of my clients, when I first start working with them, um, they really struggle with that late night snacking or that evening snacking, right? So that is like, usually like after you have your dinner, right, you're sitting on the couch, you're watching TV, you just feel that craving, that insatiable craving where you need that snack. So if that is you, make sure to go back and listen to that episode and also share that episode with a friend. Okay, so let's talk about a little bit more about sleep loss and your appetite. Okay, so we talked about those people in the group, right? So the researchers also found that sleep deprivation boosts the pleasure and satisfaction gained from eating. 
Not getting enough shut-eye leads to eating more high-carb, high-fat foods, and high-sugar foods when you're tired. If you want to create healthy eating habits, you need to take the amount and the quality of sleep into account. This cannot be ignored. Sleep often gets pushed to the back burner, but adequate sleep is a necessity. Okay, like there's two things that get pushed to the back burner whenever we're feeling busy. That is our eating habits, right? We just tend to maybe just order in a lot of food or buy a lot of processed food. The second thing that gets pushed on the back burner is definitely sleep. These two things are detrimental to your health, guys. They are detrimental to your longevity. They are detrimental to helping to support your immune system, which really needs to be top of mind right now, considering everything that is going on in our world. So if you are, you know, really, really busy, I highly suggest that you go back and listen to, I can't remember what episode it was, but I did talk about, you know, how to fit healthy eating and how to fit healthy lifestyle into your busy schedule. So if you're busy, that's exactly when you need to start buckling down and making sure that you are nourishing your body accordingly, making sure that you are getting enough sleep. And I can't emphasize that enough. And I emphasize this because I was somebody that was there. Like I used to do that in my life all the time. I would just keep pushing through because I have a very strong work ethic and I can keep pushing through and pushing through and pushing through. But you can only push through for so long before your body breaks down right? So we don't want to get to that point. So we want to do all the different preventative measures like getting enough sleep to help to make sure that we're staying healthy. Okay. Now I went off on a tangent there for sure. (laughs) You know, but you know, like I said, sleep often gets pushed to the back burner, right? But you know, getting enough sleep, it is, it really is so important. If you sleep less, you eat more. It's just that simple. Getting enough sleep helps you to make better eating choices and is an important tool to help you win the battle against weight gain and overeating. So now that you know some of the pitfalls of lack of sleep, let's talk about some things you can do to sleep better at night. Do you feel like your stress levels are constantly on the rise? You're not alone. Feeling stress is a perfectly normal feeling but it can sometimes feel like you're taking on the world without the strength to get back up. In my free Foods That Soothe ebook, you'll discover some key vitamins, nutrients, and recipes that may help you to improve your mood as well as to reduce your stress. I know how it feels to be overwhelmed, so I wrote this resource with you in mind. No matter how stressed you are, there is always a way to find relief. This book doesn't take more than 10 minutes to read, You can even read it on your phone or on your tablet. You can also grab the free download over at trudyestone.com forward slash foods that soothe. Tip number one, establish a regular sleep pattern. First and foremost, try to establish a regular sleep pattern where you go to bed and you wake up at the same time every single day. Okay, what really helps me with this is having a wind down routine. So 30 minutes, and this is tip number two. So 30 minutes before bed, start a ritual that starts to clear your mind and the clutter from the day. You know, it could be turning all the lights down low. And this is what I do. Turn all the lights down low. Maybe you light some candles. Maybe you have a salt lamp like me. Um, You know, have a bath or curl into bed with a book about 30 minutes before you want to fall asleep. This is going to help to increase the sleep regulating hormone melatonin in your body. 
Okay, so tip number one is establish a regular sleep pattern. Go, go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. Yes, even on the weekends, people. Okay, um, you know, tip number two is creating that wind down routine. And tip number three is exercise. So exercise is the best way to ensure a restful night's sleep. A study in the journal Mental Health and Physical Activity showed that sleeplessness decreased by 65% for participants who exercised about 20 minutes a day. Okay. Now for me, I've told you guys how much I don't enjoy exercise. (laughs) I don't necessarily enjoy like, you know, being in the act of exercising, but I love how I feel afterwards. Like just that sense of accomplishment and those endorphins that you feel after a workout, um, the way that it just increases your confidence because you're taking care of yourself. I find that I sleep better. I find that I make better eating choices after I work out because, hey, I just spent that, you know, half an hour or hour working out. So I want to make healthier choices. You know, exercise really is a keystone habit. And that's why I talk about it so much. It's not even about your waistline. It's not even about dropping weight so much. It's about the way that exercise makes you feel. Okay, so if you're going to bed and waking up at the same time every single day, and some of you are like, there is no way I'm getting up at the same time on a Saturday when I deserve to sleep in. But don't you deserve to take care of your body? So when you do wake up a little bit earlier on Saturday or Sunday, and I, I want you guys to try this, okay? Try this this coming weekend, all right? I want you to try that. And when you do wake up a little bit earlier on the weekends, I want you to exercise, Okay, so I'm giving you guys some homework right now, okay? I want you to exercise. Then I want you guys to take a picture of yourself exercising and I want you to post it on social media and I want you to tag me, okay? So tag me, I'm Trudy E. Stone on Facebook as well as Instagram, okay? So that is your homework. And guys, I'm telling you, once you do post that on social media, you guys are gonna get so much encouragement and so much support like, oh my God, I can't believe it. You're, you know, you're, now you're making me wanna exercise, like good for you, keep it up. So that's the thing too, like, When we share our wins, typically that also inspires other people to do better as well. So also think about it that way. You could be helping somebody else by sharing your journey too, okay? All right, so tip number, where are we at? Four. Tip number four now is to cut yourself off from the kitchen about two hours before bedtime, okay? So you know when you go to the club and they have the last call, I want you to have last call in your kitchen, all right? Start that this week, all right? Ice cream, candy, chips, Those things, they may be whispering your name, but you're better off reaching for a banana instead, which has the muscle-relaxing nutrients potassium and magnesium. So pair a banana with some nuts so that your blood sugar is nice and stable before you hit your pillow. Nuts like walnuts and pistachios are also great sources of sleep-inducing melatonin. So nuts and seeds, especially pumpkin seeds and bananas, they also contain sleep-inducing tryptophan. So much on some cherries as well. So cherries are one of the very few natural foods that contain sleep-regulating hormone melatonin. And that is a chemical that helps to control your body's internal clock, all right? So just be more mindful of the snacks you have before bed. So when cherries are in season, you know, pop some of those cherries close to bedtime, okay? Or, you know, maybe you buy frozen cherries and maybe you make like a little cherry smoothie, 
that would be a great option, you know, close to bedtime. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, getting in those nuts and seeds, like if chocolate is your jam and you like having chocolate at night, I want to start encouraging you to start pairing it with some nuts. Okay. So pair it, like have the chocolate maybe with some walnuts or have chocolate and some pistachios, have chocolate and maybe some pumpkin seeds. Okay. Don't just have the chocolate right before you go to bed because that's going to spike your blood sugar and you don't want your blood sugar, you know, riding high when, you know, when you're trying to sleep, because that's going to interrupt your sleep. You might be able to fall asleep okay, but it probably will interrupt your sleep when your blood sugar is is soaring high. Okay, so try, you know, if you are a chocolate if you are eating that chocolate at night, just pair it with one of those nuts that I mentioned. All right. So speaking of last call for alcohol, that is tip number five. Okay, look, I love wine as much as the next gal, but please avoid it before bedtime. Alcohol of any kind is horrible for sleep. It metabolizes quickly in your system, causing you to wake up multiple times during the night. All right, so tip number six is to avoid drinking coffee after 2 p.m. Although the length of time you should avoid coffee before bed, it's not really an exact science. Most experts agree that six hours before bedtime is best. There's some research that suggests coffee has a half-life of three to five hours. So the effects of caffeine are measured by its half-life, which is the time that it takes for your body to eliminate half of the caffeine. The remaining caffeine can stay in your body for a long time. And research has shown that caffeine interferes with circadian melatonin rhythms, delaying the onset of sleep if consumed close to bedtime. So circadian rhythms are physiological patterns like our sleep-wake cycle that operates on a 24-hour clock. All right, tip number seven. I got two more for you. Tip number seven is to drink some tea. Just make sure that it is decaf. So my favorites are a warm cup of, not even warm, what am I talking about? A hot cup of chamomile or turmeric tea. So both make me feel incredibly calm. But I think my favorite tea to unwind is lavender tea. Some research also supports that lavender could help to promote relaxation and enhance sleep quality. There's also valerian tea. Now, there's not a ton of research or understanding of how valerian tea actually works, but some studies show that valerian root may help to ease symptoms of anxiety and improve sleep quality. All right, so tip number eight is to minimize light and hot temperatures during sleep. This is another one that I do before I go to bed. If your room is too hot, above 75 degrees, it can affect your sleep. Some research has found that exposure to heat during the night increases wakefulness and decreases slow wave sleep and rapid eye movement sleep, that REM sleep we talked about earlier. So make sure to lower that thermostat before you go to bed. So your homework is to choose one of these tips to sleep better at night because sleep is so important to your health. And I'll do a quick recap of what they are, all right? Tip number one, establish a regular sleep pattern. Tip number two, create a wind down routine. Tip number three, exercise, get moving. And don't think of it as torture, guys. And tip number four, cut yourself off from the kitchen about two hours before bedtime. Tip number five, last call for alcohol. Tip number six, avoid drinking coffee after 2 p.m. Tip number seven, drink some tea. Tip number eight, minimize light and hot temperatures during sleep. Okay, so sleep is also really important for your mood since your mood often suffers from sleep deprivation. Your heart health, immune function, weight and appetite regulation 
These are all affected as well by lack of sleep. This is why it's so important to do whatever you can to get enough rest. So think of what, which one you're going to do to sleep better at night. And hey, hit me up on the gram and let me know. I'm Trudy E. Stone on Instagram. I would love to hear which one of these tips you're going to use to get a more restful night's sleep. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEstone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.